when we see people on social media and online, we usually just see the finished products. Yeah, so basically for me, I was not an intellectual. I was not very motivated. I didn't really have any big goal. You know, it made me feel bad as a person that I was quitting so much. You know, I felt like I was failing so much uh, all the time. And I think that that's a good way to start your reflection is just to write down every single thing you've accomplished so you can be grateful for the year that passed, you know? Refreshingly honest, refreshingly real, refreshingly human. A podcast about human experiences and shared connections with your host, Hannah Pillow. Hi everyone, welcome back to Refreshingly Human or welcome if you are here for the first time. We are wrapping up season four. I am so excited. The season has been amazing. I have learned and reflected on so much this season. And one of the things that I really want to touch base with you guys on in this final episode is my own personal journey of ambition. And, you know, we spoke so much about goal setting and uh, we had like kick-ass guests on my show who are just really killing it in their own industries. And it really got me thinking that when we see people on social media and online, we usually just see the finished products. And I want to paint the picture of the person that I used to be. I firmly believe that we are never just one personality type our whole life. You know, we do these personality tests and uh, we get like, oh, you're like a type A person or I I don't even know what all the the terms. and, And honestly, those tests are really helpful, sure. But I think that they can constantly change as we change as human beings. And I know this is my personal experience. So the Hannah you see today, which, by the way, is by far from a finished product, <laughs> but you, you'll, you'll get what I mean when I explain my whole journey. <laughs> yeah, the Hannah you see today is definitely a, so much of a different person from the Hannah that I used to be growing up. And I want to go all the way back to the beginning and mm, maybe we'll start at preschool because I've got a bit of a funny preschool story to share with you. But I promise you I'm not going to stretch this out for like my entire life. We're going we're gonna to fast forward. <laughs> Let's start at preschool, right? So I want to paint the picture of the level of lazy that I used to be when I was in, um, when I was little. I hated getting out of bed in the morning. And my husband will tell you that I still hate getting out of bed in the morning. And that's really true. But when I was in preschool, I used to like, fight to get out of bed and then I'd get into the car and then in the car I'd fall off to sleep again and then my dad or my driver I know so pretentious that I had a driver either one of them would carry me out of the car and into preschool and this didn't just happen once this happened on several occasions you know that I became known as the girl who couldn't get out of the car that's how lazy I used to be and then then we're gonna fast forward to school days. I'm going to skip like primary school because I think a lot of us are finding our feet when we are in primary school, right? I mean, I think some people are kicking ass from the beginning of their schooling career, Um, but a lot of us are just finding our feet. But school in general for me was like, ugh, I hated it. Um, I thought it was really boring. I thought it was a waste of my time. And to be quite fair to past Hannah, 
I was also suffering a lot of trauma in my childhood, so that also kind of shifted my focus. I wasn't very focused, I wasn't very um, on track, and I, I guess like as I grew up in my schooling career, I became more focused on things that I enjoyed. So like I enjoyed um, English, which actually was the only thing I enjoyed, the only subject I enjoyed in school was English. And so I put a lot of energy into English and I didn't quite enjoy maths and accounting, but for some reason, I guess, um, I guess like family expectations and coming from a brown background, we kind of expected to do well in those subjects. So I did put energy into those as well. I'm not sure how the grading system works in several countries and even in the UK, but back in South Africa, we worked on like, you know, getting an A, a B or a C and like 80 to 100 was an A, 70 to 60 was a B and 60 below was a C. Um, and I averaged at like a, a C and in, in the 60s, my whole school life, I averaged in the 60s and I graduated high school uh, with my best average, which was a B average. And this was quite a low buy set for myself because my family was like, everyone was getting like all A's and 100%. And I set my bar pretty low because I am and was so proud of my three A's because I got A's in the subjects that I actually put effort into and the other subjects I just wasn't interested in. And I was just glad that I got a C at least. I was, I was happy enough with that. And yeah, so basically for me, I was not an intellectual. I was not very motivated. I didn't really have any big goals when I was in school. I didn't even know. I didn't even have a clue of what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I had a vague idea and vague interests. Um, one of my, my biggest interests growing up was fashion and fashion designing. Now, I'm not going to go too much into why I didn't pursue certain careers, but I'll just say that there were a lot of cultural and religious restrictions on me that made me make certain decisions and not go into the careers I was actually passionate about at that time. I don't have any regrets um, because I am exactly where I want to be right now and I am pursuing exactly what I want to right now. And had I not made this, had I made different decisions back then, there was a lot of life experiences I would have missed out on that I did have. Anyway, back on track. So here I am, finished school. And I'm sure a lot of you might relate to this next part. But when I finished school, um, there was like this expectation that I was just supposed to know at the age of 18 what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I'm like, fuck, I'm 18. I've been so sheltered. I've been um, gr grown up in a Muslim community, grown up um, going to Muslim schools. Uh, I've just been in home at school, in home at school. This was my life. And then at 18, I'm suddenly supposed to know out in the big bad world what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. And I didn't even know what, you know, what was available to me, you know, what were my options. I, I remember going to a school counselor, um, it's not a school counselor, going to a university counselor to just speak to them about my options and what I could do. And um, they were not that helpful. You know, have you experienced that? They just were not that helpful. Um, 
And I ended up taking like this diploma in marketing. Um, I don't know how they convinced me to do that. And I can tell you that marketing was never something I was passionate about. You know, it's something I have to learn now because of the line of work I'm going into and I'm, I'm becoming more passionate about it. But it's not something that I was passionate about back then or that I ever saw myself doing. But somehow I found myself going into this diploma for marketing. And yeah, within a few months, I realized it was not for me and I dropped it. And that led to me having a gap year. And that gap year was actually amazing. And it's something I would encourage anyone to do when you leave school is to take that gap year and not just take that gap year and sit back and do shit. No, take that gap year and go out into the world and see what is out there. Um, Because in that gap year, I actually discovered my passion for radio like I guess now I'm podcasting but I did I I discovered a passion for media and I discovered a passion for um just for broadcasting and and you know yeah media related work I I worked at at a small radio station for a while and I loved it but uh again um my cultural restrictions came into play and uh as a lot of you know I got married at the age of 18. So at the end of my gap year, I was married, <laughs> basically. So, and there's a story that many of you actually don't know. Um, it's quite, um, yeah, it, it, it was it was quite heartbreaking back then. <laughs> so the story goes that, um, so I found my passion for media and uh, I wanted to go to university, but my mom was uh, very anti-university because she thought I was gonna get corrupted by the big bad world and, um, you know, lose my religion, which happened anyway. Oops. But yeah, so she was anti-university. Uh, um, but eventually I wore her down and she, uh, we were on the verge of getting me into an actual university. And um, I went for a bursary application for a design school, a graphic design school, actually. And um I actually, um, yeah, and then I, I, I did the test and then I forgot about it. And um, a few months I was engaged and and getting married. And I got a call from the school saying that I topped the entrance exam and I got the bursary. And I was shattered because now I was getting married into a super conservative family and I had to decline that opportunity. And I remember my face just fell and I remember my mom was like, but aren't you so happy that you're getting married? And I was like, um, I, I, wa- I really wanted this, you know, like, I, I guess in that moment I should have known I wanted, I wanted this uh, opportunity more than I wanted to get married. You know, I was so disappointed at that time. Just going to interrupt you listening for a brief second just to remind you to check out our social media pages. I am on Instagram as Refreshingly Human Podcast and Facebook as Refreshingly Human. I'd love if you could take a screenshot of yourself enjoying this episode and share it with a quote that you liked from the episode. You can hashtag Refreshingly Human Podcast and hashtag Hannah Pillow. I can't wait to see your shares on social media. Don't forget to tag me and now I'll let you get back to it. Yeah, so I honestly think that the more I was restricted, the more my ambition started coming into play slowly. And that happened a lot in my first marriage. So up until my first marriage, I was restricted by some general 
general rules and my mom and I always had like this tug and war relationship and somehow I managed to wear her down a lot in the end and then this exhausting relationship started again with my husband which was a similar tug of war with him because when I got married I was told um, that I was not allowed to work and I was allowed to study continue my studies from home but I wasn't allowed to go out and work and that just began a whole new battle for me so Again, this whole word allowed, you know, allowed to do something just ticks me off. But that, that was the culture I married into. And um, yeah, so I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. And again, all these restrictions were placed on me. But I was then signed up to study uh, through my correspondence university in South Africa. And I started studying my communications degree. Um, I still had no idea what I wanted to do with a communications degree or if I would ever use that degree, but it was along the lines. It gave me many options and that's why I chose it. But I was still lacking that direction and that focus in my life. And again, to be fair, I had a lot going on. You know, let's let's be fair to pass Hannah. She had she had shit going on from all directions. So focus in a career part was the last thing on my mind, honestly. But as I was married and like settled, like settling down into this family, it did start giving me a lot of time to reflect on what I wanted. And I started to make decisions that were based on my marriage. And I'm not sure how many of you guys can relate to this, but when you are with someone, I think that a lot of the times the decisions we make will impact our partner. So we always, I always t take this into consideration. However, the problem with that was that I was the one who had to make a lot of sacrifices to what my partner wanted and the lifestyle I was expected to live. The difference today is even though my life impacts my partner, I'm not limited to his expectations. You know, we can have a discussion about, oh, Hannah, you're too busy. We need to have more time together. Um, let's set aside at least one evening or two evenings a night where we spend quality time together. And that is a fair compromise in a healthy marriage. <laughs> but back back then, um, the compromise was kind of like, oh, if you have to work, um, then you have to, you know, you have to dress this way. You can only take these jobs. You have to be home in time to cook my dinner. And you have to clean the house. So it was like, he'll give me like a little finger and take my whole hand or my rub my arm off maybe <laughs> so it was always like um always giving a lot more than I was getting yeah so what actually happened was um while I was studying um I wasn't qualified I didn't have a lot of experience work-wise and I had to eventually because of a financial situations I had to work because as many of you know, we are living in these times where um, a two-income household is needed. So eventually, my ex realized that I had to work. And I was. I was given that finger and being like, okay, you can work if X, Y, Z is fulfilled. And I could only take very... Um, you know, very inexperienced jobs. Like, I was a school receptionist for a while. And then I was... Um, I worked at a factory warehouse for a while 
and I did I did jump jobs a lot because I just was not getting that fulfillment from anything <laughs> and um, you know it made me feel bad as a person that I was quitting so much you know I felt like I was failing so much uh, all the time but looking back I was just put in such toxic work environments because um, back in South Africa the for these I, I don't know I'm, I'm sure it's probably the same in a lot of countries but when you work these minimum paid jobs you're kind of treated like crap at them as well and it, it can become a very toxic environment to live in and to go from a toxic environment to work into a toxic environment you're living in and just having that be your whole life of course I was going to quit these jobs because I just needed some space of being in a just being in a non-toxic space and that would be when I was alone at home with myself for a few hours so I would jump jobs a lot and I remember once I got this opportunity to um, work at a uh, at a newspaper a very popular newspaper in the in the area that I lived they were going to give me a, a job it paid a lot better than the jobs I, I was getting before that and um the hours were not so good because it, it was a journalist position. And my husband didn't want me to take it because he said I would have to go in the middle of the night to catch a story. And uh, it's not it's not a job that a woman should be doing. And I had to decline that job. And I think it was kind of from that moment that I realized just how restricted I was going to be. And that is when I started really tailoring my entire career part around the expectations of that marriage. And um, that kind of led me into wanting to become a professor in, in communication. So I, I started, um, that is when I think my true ambitious part started to come out because I, I actually had a pathway for a little while. I had a clear direction for a little while. And I just started working towards something. So um, that that's when things, yeah, I, I really think that is when things started to turn for me. So I, I started to figure out how I was going to become a professor. And the reason I chose to be a professor, because it was like good teaching hours, good working hours. I could come home and maintain the house and be a good little housewife. And if I had kids, I could be a mom and still do this job. So that was my decision to go into that part. But it actually did, did turn out to be a big advantage for me. And you'll see why in a little bit. So I found out exactly what I had to do to get onto the part of becoming like a professor. So then I started doing like um, tutoring to gain teaching experience. Slowly, I, I, I got a job. As soon as I got my degree, I got a job with my university um, doing some tutoring online with them. So I was slowly building up my teaching experience so that I could apply at my university to be like a assistant and work my way up the ladder. And of course, showed that I had a great passion for studying as well. Yeah, so that, that just put me on a path. And when I got divorced, I kind of realized that that whole part was shaped around that marriage. And it really got me thinking, what do I want? What does Hannah want to do? And I felt so lost again. I felt like I was all the way back in part A. But now all that teaching experience I built up over the years, 
really came into handy because that's when I actually got a job at a um so in South Africa they called FET schools and they're kind of like a bridging school for people who didn't do too well when they graduate from high school and they're not yet ready for university so they go to these FET colleges and that's where I got a job teaching and I was still working part-time for my university as well so I was just collecting all this teaching experience and trust me this came in just was like gold for me to get all this experience because that experience is what helped me to land a job in Turkey which if you've been following this podcast was Hannah's Great Escape and that's when I got my job teaching in Turkey and the rest is pretty much I guess history well not exactly okay let's go back then I, I ended up in Manchester where I am now currently married to my current husband and coming to Manchester I kind of realized that oh my god the only experience I have is teaching I've got like this communication degree and I've got my TEFL certificate and I've got all this teaching experience what the fuck am I going to do in Manchester and then the job search began eventually um I managed to get a really good online job so that's what I currently do in my day job and it's this is what's been my bread and butter for a long time so all that experience really helped me in the long run so in some way I really believe that everything does happen for a reason and it all kind of led to like this greater plan because now with the flexibility of the day job that I have I am able to do all of this and build slowly build my own empire. Being with my current husband and living this free life and having all these restrictions ripped off me, I could finally sit down and really take a deep look at what does Hannah want to do. And this is the Hannah you see today, the Hannah who is focused, the Hannah who is ambitious, the Hannah who is pumping out content on a daily basis you know who's giving you these podcast episodes who's building a brand there was a long journey that got me to this place guys and I'm sure you all have a story to tell as well that might be similar to mine or might be completely different but we all have a backstory right and I just wanted to share mine with you so in line of this whole season I also want to share a little um strategy that I use to plan my own year and I've been doing this for the last three years and it's all in this book so if you're watching this on YouTube otherwise I'll, sh- I'll shoot a picture of this book in my Instagram posts as well for you get for you guys on the podcast who are listening but this journal um, my husband got me this as a gift I've had it for the last three years it's far from finished Um, but I have been tracking three years worth of progress in this book. And I swear that if you can get one book to track three years, you can just see yourself grow. It's amazing. So what I want to share with you is in between like journaling my life crap, (laughs) I actually have um, plans So this is from 2017. Um, So it has my New Year goals. And again, I'm going to post a picture of this on social media for you. But what I did was I reflected on my year. So what did I accomplish in 2017? What did I um, 
you know, yeah, yeah, exactly what I accomplish. And I have a whole list of things here, as you can see, it's like quite a big list of things I've accomplished. <laughs> and I think that that's a good way to start your reflection is just to write down every single thing you've accomplished. So you can be grateful for the year that passed, you know. And then I went on, I make, made a list. Um, so I, I separate these lists into five parts. So I have health, career, hobbies, spiritual, and holidays. <laughs> and just to give you like a few examples, right? In the health section, it was maintain a life, healthy lifestyle for 21 day cycles. Habits include at least three times a week exercise, eating healthy, more fruits, veg, less junk. And then I have like a little warning to myself, Real realistically expect gaps for holidays and festivities, but hold on to the core fundamentals for the most part. And then I wrote, I wish to be 60 kilograms this time next year, but realistically, I would settle for 65. So I'm giving myself some leeway with these goals. I'm kind of like, I want to do this, but I'm going to settle for this. I want to be more realistic. I just want to gain these habits. And you know what? I think that is in the long term that led me to true success is to just be able to see what I could actually do realistically. So what I actually want, but what is more realistic. And then I did similar things for career, hobbies, spiritual, and holidays. And then I'm going to fast forward to my reflection for 2018. Let's look for that. Sorry about the page turning noises. So yeah, so 2019, again, I started my year with just reflecting on all the list of things that I've actually accomplished that year and what the year looked like for me. So goals achieved. So yeah, I started with my reflection and I wrote that um, I completely changed my lifestyle in 2018. I lost seven kilograms. So I can't remember what my weight was back then, but I lost seven kilograms and um, I got two promotions at work and a pay rise and I won a prize and I joined a uh, volunteer group. So that was my career. So it's just like reflecting all my accomplishments and just being like, yay, Hannah, I like to be my own cheerleader. <laughs> And I just, I really think that just gives you so much of perspective of that year and again sets you off in a very grateful manner for the new year because you're like, oh, I did so awesome this year. I achieved so much. What can I do next? It's just inspiring. And again, I started with health, career, hobbies, and spiritual. And 2019, I kind of cut holidays because I thought that, um, you know, I'll do what I can with holidays. They often very impromptu, um, kind of. I'm, I'm also like on this whole money saving thing right now. So I feel like when I can afford luxurious holidays, I'll probably plan them better. <laughs> I don't know. If you have any tips on planning holidays um, on a budget, let me know. And yeah, so, and I did exactly the same thing for this 2020. So my reflections, what I learned, um, and I had finally reached 55 kilograms in 2020. Yay, Hannah! And yeah, what I learned this year, and again, starting my list of expectations of what I want to achieve in the new year. So that is pretty much my planner. I have this, this yearly reflection. I have my legend planner, where it's like my monthly goals, my monthly splits. Um, uh, it's like quarterly year plan, monthly plan, daily plan, it's just bogus. And then I have my I have my day planner as well, which is just literally a list of things I have to do in my day. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a planner now. 
But as you can see from my whole story, that I have not always been so organized. Um, it's just that I'm so much more focused on what I want. I have so much more belief in myself. And I'm just, like I said, I'm my own cheerleader. And yeah, it was just a transformation to get me from the person that I used to be to the person that I am. And I'm sure I'm going to be a whole different person in another five years from now. So follow my journey and let's see where I am in five years time. And with that, guys, we are at the end of season four. Thank you so much for listening to me, for listening to the season, for your support. I'm going to be doing a live Q&A. Uh, this is going to be on the 6th of March at 11 a.m. British summer time. Join me, inbox me your questions. You can send me a question on Refreshingly Human podcast on Instagram, Refreshingly Human on Facebook. Uh, you can message me through Anchor. Everything will be in the description. So just contact me wherever you want to and trust me, I will get back to you. So yeah, just send me your questions. I will answer them on my live Q&A. So come and support me. And we're going to be doing quite a few Q&As with guests uh, in the next two weeks. So if if you are, yeah, we're going to be doing Q&As with listeners. So if you are a avid listener of my podcast, I would love to know who you are. Reach out to me and we could do a live Instagram together and just have a chat. And um, yeah, it'll, it'll just be fun. I love meeting my listeners. So yeah, send me a message. And just a slight teaser for what's coming up in the new season, which is going to be released in March. I'm so excited. So we are doing a bit of a big shift when it comes to the next few themes. And the next theme is going to be, let's talk about sex. It's going to be so refreshing. We're going to be exploring um, what we learned about sex growing up. How did that impact our relationship with sex today? And what we wish we were told about the sex growing up. I also am trying to get you guys a teacher to let us know what is currently being thought in school about sex. And we are going to have two sex therapists joining us. So woohoo! cannot wait for that. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And I will see you at my live Q&A. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Refreshingly Human Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. I really enjoy putting these things together for you guys. And please do help us out by rating and reviewing the podcast. It really does help us out, guys. And I love to hear what you have to say. So you can do that on iTunes or podchaser.com. And again, thanks so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. <laughs>